Fox 104.5. And a nice morning it is, and a nice day it will be, a nice weekend it will be, a nice week next week it will be. From the looks of our forecast, I looked out about seven days, and I don't see any rain, maybe a shower on Monday. Of course, I didn't see any in yesterday's forecast, and last evening I was sitting out on the porch, and it started sprinkling a little bit, so we got a little moisture. But other than that, no problem. Supposed to be about 74 and partly sunny today. Good morning on Friday morning. It's the shank of the day. Time for the chores. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. And, oh, it is a nice, crisp morning. Yeah, it really is. And, I again, I looked at the forecast all through next Friday, and it just shows sun and a few little clouds around the sun. So was that partly sunny or partly cloudy? I don't know. You take your choice. but <laughs> I'll take partly sunny. Yeah. Doesn't call for a lot of rain. 70s through Sunday, 80 on Monday, 89, maybe 90 on Tuesday. So, again, some heat building up. It's off to the southwest of us right now and take a while getting in here. So we got some hot or nice sunny weather for the next few days. And, again, I'm sure a lot more hay is going to come down. We got a lot of things to look at, even on the calendar. We haven't touched the calendar in a long time, but we got a few things on the calendar Right away on Monday, right, Scott? Well, right away on Monday. First of all, we should remind people that that sign-up for the state uh, aid, the, that $50 million in state funding for farmers, $1,000 to 3500 that sign-up starts on Monday. And again, right. that's with the Department of Revenue. That's right. Not the FSA. So you've got to go online, or I've got a phone number here. If you're not online, you can't do it online. You got to. We'll mention it a couple times, and I know if you're under a cow or feeding calves, <laughs> it's pretty tough to write down. But maybe if uh, you're just having coffee or sitting right on, on the oil on your sitting, <laughs> sitting on the throne or something yeah. this morning, you write you write on the tissue paper. Here's the number: 608-266-2772. That's 608-266-2772, and we'll mention it at different times. But again, it's easier to go online. I don't know how long you might have to wait on the phone or if you keep getting busy signals. Who knows? But, but again, that uh, sign-up starts on Monday. What else on Monday? And on Monday, the Wisconsin Holstein Association is going ahead with its district shows. They have one. The District 1 show is at the Northern Wisconsin Fairgrounds in Chippewa Falls, 9 o'clock on Monday. District 2 is at the Trempeau County Fairgrounds in Galesville at 10 o'clock on Monday. And District 4 is on Tuesday at the Central Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in Marshfield. That's at 9 o'clock starting time. All right. Yep. And also on Monday, we begin nominating people, but, uh, you know, that goes on for a while. But it does start, right? That's right. The uh, Farm Service Agency County Committee nominations open June 15th, of course, Monday. And uh, get a hold of your FSA office to uh offer nominations for those committees. Very important committees, by the way. Every year, a third of the county votes as uh, one-third of the committee turns over in in each county. So those are things on Monday. Boy, we're so excited to have something to talk about (laughs) on on the calendar. We we couldn't wait to tell you. But there are other things going on during the week that we will get to as the day goes along. Some of these uh, alternative dairy breakfasts or dairy celebrations going on. We'll talk about uh, those. There are some of those that we want to mention as well. So lots to talk about as far as uh, farm news is concerned. We'll get to a lot of that stuff as well. Talking about fleas and ticks this morning. That makes you kind of wiggle in your chair already this morning. All right, we got about three minutes before 5 o'clock, 519. The sun comes up. Holy man, we're getting close to that uh, longest day of the year. What is that, the the 20th, next week, will be the longest day of the year. That would be summer. Yep, something like that. Summer Summer's is not here yet. It might be another 90-degree day before that happens. We'll wait and see. But today is going to be nice. Partly sunny high should be, well, for the most part, in the low 70s should be a dandy. You on a Friday morning in wax, and you'll be able to see a long way if you got your eyes on somebody. Because we should have sunny skies today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, next Friday. Looks like an awfully good spell of weather coming our way. 70s today, tomorrow, and Sunday. 80 on Monday, maybe 90 on Tuesday. All right, we got work to do. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on in the news. 
NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Mucho. A Republican-led panel will discuss removing names of Confederate leaders from military bases. The measure calls for the names of Confederate leaders on bases, installations, aircraft, ships, or facilities to be removed. President Trump has said he will strike down any such legislation. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin says it would be illegal and unconstitutional for President Trump to send military forces to clear a protest encampment in her city. About 500 protesters have set up camp behind barricades in Seattle's Capitol Hill District. Trump told Fox News on Thursday, if we have to go in, we're going to go in. What I mean is very simple. We're not going to let Seattle be occupied by anarchists. His comments on Fox News came after a tweet in which he called demonstrators ugly anarchists who must be stopped and urged Mayor Jenny Durkin and Washington Governor Jay Inslee to take back the city. He warned local leaders he will take action if they do not. Trump says he has not discussed plans with the mayor directly. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Police moved barricades blocking streets and pulled out of the East Precinct Station Monday night in a move city officials say was aimed at reducing tensions. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz is putting forward a police reform and accountability legislative package. The governor plan includes a reshape of departments, use of deadly force policy, and new models to ensure public safety. Minnesota wants to create an independent investigation unit to help prosecute police-involved cases. Jungle Jack Hanna is retiring from the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium after more than four decades. Hanna announced Thursday that as he approaches his mid-70s, he thinks it's best to begin stepping back as CEO Tom Stolf can fully take the reins. Before his retirement on December 31st, the zoo will celebrate Jack Hanna weekend on October 3rd and 4th. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Ah, boy, oh boy, Jack Hanna. I watch him. I like to watch his adventures when he goes around the world looking at uh, different animals and things. Yeah, some of them are kind of creepy crawly too. But well, uh, they are. But it just shows you the big world we have of creatures. Some of the people are creepy crawly. <laughs> not only, not only the creatures, but uh, but uh, I'll be yeah. uh, you know like Jacques Cousteau. We lost him under the sea and yep. different ones like that. So and that guy that used to be on. Johnny Carson, bring animals on to Johnny Carson. From the San Diego Zoo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jack Hanna, that's, uh, well, yeah. as he said, four decades, he's in his 70s, time to step away. Yeah, when guys get I into their when, 70s. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody else we know that's about that <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> All right, we've got three minutes after 5 o'clock, and we've got markets, we've got weather, we've got news, we've got calendar. It's a busy Friday. Brent will join us. So it's got a lot to do this morning. Premier Livestock and Auctions at Withy is hosting another special dairy cattle auction on Friday, June 12th at 11 a.m. This is a complete herd dispersal of 240 Holstein dairy cows from Dubuque, Iowa. Parlor Freestall milking 83 pounds with an SCC of 142. The majority of these cows AI sired but currently bred to purebred bulls. Herd also includes about 30 Springers, 10 Holstein shortbred heifers, and three Holstein breeding bulls. Premier Livestock and Auctions is excited to work with Cattle USA to provide online bidding for their buyers and sellers. Register online to bid at cattleusa.com. For information about this sale and other auctions at Premier Livestock and Auctions, call Premier Livestock and Auctions at 715-229-2500 or visit premierlivestockandauctions.com. Smith Funeral Chapel, smithfuneralchapelec.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it won't take you long to hear the weather forecast because it won't take me long to say it. Partly sunny today right on through at least next Friday. Temperatures in the 70s until Monday, then it'll be 80. Tuesday, it looks like upper 80s to maybe 90. So again, we're looking at some... Pretty nice weather. If you got vacation next week, good choice. we got right now Green Bay at 48. It's nice and cool. Up north, it's uh, in the 40s. Uh, around Milwaukee, it's 52. Madison Sun Prairie at 54 this morning. Wausau, 53. Marshfield, 55. And Rice Lake, it's 55. La Crosse is 60. They're the warm spot. And it's about 54 degrees right now here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. Short and sweet. All right. We got some other business to take care of. We'll do that next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural. 
Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get on with it. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the markets early on this Friday morning. Scott, cash livestock here at the end of the week. Fed beef steers are at 102 to 115. Fed beef heifers, 102 to 115. Fed Holstein steers, 81 to 87, with the tops selling at 92. Cows are at 44 to 71, with the tops selling 75. Bulls, 57 to 90. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 25 and down. Sows, 12 to 15. And boars, 5 and down. New crop market lambs are at 130 to 151. And old crop lambs are 80 to 130. Feeder lambs are at 130 to $2. All right, let's take a look at the mercantile exchange and the futures market. Yesterday at the close, live cattle contracts for June finished at 96.82. That was up 22 cents. August, 96.45 down a nickel. October, 99.07 down 32. December, 102.77 down 15. Feeder cattle were lower. August, 132.17 down a half a dollar. September feeders, 133.25, down 90. October, 134 even, that's down 80 cents. November, 134.60, down 62. And January at 133.37, down 37. Lean hog carcass contracts for June at 47.97, that was up 12. The July contract, 52.12, down 67. August at 54.87, down 95. And October at 53.40, down a dime. Well, let's take a look at the Board of Trade. Overnight, we had uh, July corn up a fraction at 3.30 a bushel. The oats up two at 3.21 on that July contract. Wheat down two, back below $5 now at 4.96. Soybeans up a penny at 8.67 and July meal up 30 cents a ton at $290 even. Dairy markets uh, under some pressure now, kind of leveling off here. We've got the barrel cheese down a penny yesterday at 235 and three quarters. The blocks were unchanged at 254, and butter fell five and a quarter cents to $1.90. Class three. Now, June was up a dime to 2045, and then the markets went lower. July, 1891, that's down 45 cents, fell back below $19. August, 1740, down 42. September at 1694 down 44 and October at 1675 down 38. So that's where we are as far as the markets are concerned this morning. We've got uh, nine minutes after five o'clock. We'll take a look at some of our farm news and uh, give you a little more information on the calendar because we do have some activity with June dairy breakfast as they are this year. Some folks are are making do with the way things are and uh, still want to get the June dairy breakfast out there in some way, shape, or form, and they're being very creative in doing it. So we'll talk about all that stuff coming up next. Again, as we said, nine minutes after five, nice day today, high about 74. I'm Dr. Amar Habib with Advent Health. Balancing taking care of yourself and others hasn't been easy lately, but it's okay to take care of you. We want you to know we're ready when you're ready. We're taking every precaution, social distancing, wearing masks, checking staff and patient temperatures daily, and quarantining patients when we need to, so you can put your health first and feel safe in our care. Let's start healing. Learn more at AdventHealth.com. Economy Furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you've got to see. If you can rock in it, we got it. If you can recline in it, we got it. If you can sleep on it, we got it. Economy Furniture carries the national brands like Best, Catnapper, Therapeutic, and England. We also carry local Wisconsin brands Wolfcraft, Lang, and Ashley. You can shop everyday low prices at Economy Furniture. Furnishing the Chippewa Valley since 1950. Economy Furniture's for me. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
And once again, 54 degrees, looking for a high today, about 74, should be a nice day. Now, let's talk about, we mentioned the calendar, if you were with us just before 5, some things that are going on. Yes, some things that are going on, and we want to get to those and uh, expand that a little bit as we get into next week and the week after. Scott, uh, take us through the calendar that we have of activities that are happening. The yumminess is going to continue because the Stanley Boyd FFA alumni is having its drive through dairy breakfast 4 to 6 p.m. on Thursday. Well, that's not a breakfast. Or, but supper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> supper, or some people would call that almost dinner. So 4 to 6 p.m., Chapman Park in Stanley. That's uh, uh, sponsored by Legranders, Hanson's IGA, Stanley Quick Trip. What are they going to do? They got uh, they list what they're going to give away. Or? Uh, let's see here. They've got uh, pip- oh, they're going to pick up a gallon of whole milk, a pound of butter, two pounds of Lagrander's cheese. That's some good stuff here. Uh, they're hoping to serve at least two hundred families. And all right, yeah. And so, so so hopefully those folks that really need it are going to get absolutely. get a chance to get through there and and get th- that food. If you if you don't need it, uh, drive by and wave or something. But uh, they've got a lot that they want to give away. All these breakfasts. So again, that's not a breakfast in Stanley. It's right. uh, <laughs> next week on the eighteenth from four to six p.m. What else? They're actually calling it a dairy goat. Dairy to go event. There you so go. anyway, well, hey, we have the Alice in Dairyland finals coming up, and I know you talked with some of the uh, uh, finalists from the area that will be playing next week. Those interviews, and that's uh, the nineteenth and twentieth is when that's all going on. Uh, toned down version of it, uh, online pretty much version of it. Yeah, the girls will all, the young ladies will all be down in Walworth County, but uh, again. Not open. You might know. I've been campaigning for years. Young ladies in our area apply to be Alice and Dairyland. We have so many young ladies that are so qualified. This year we get four of the six finalists, and I can't go. <laughs> but I talked to um, yep. I talked to uh, Julian Lunas, uh, Stephanie uh, Hughes over there, Hoff, Stephanie Hoff and Thorpe, uh, Grace Schrader from down at Cashton, and uh, Caitlin Condor from Glenwood City. They're all finalists, so we'll hear from them. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. Looking forward to that. Nice young ladies, I'll tell you. They're all qualified. And on the 20th, the Pepin County June Dairy Breakfast drive through will be held at, starting at 730. That event will be at two locations, Camaro Sales at Durand and the O'Galley Cheese Factory. Each car will get, get this, a bag of food that amounts to enough food to feed four people. And the best part is... There's no cost. They will accept free will donations at both locations. And uh, the 2021 breakfast will be back at Weiss Farms, where originally was sp- scheduled to be. And the Colby FFA alumni and Abbey Chamber of Commerce will have their drive through dairy breakfast at 7.30 a.m. to noon on the 28th of June. You'll get off of uh, Highway 13 on Adams Street in Colby, and volunteers of the, and Abbey Colby Police will direct you through the pickup area for that drive-through dairy breakfast on the 28th at Ab- at Colby, rather. And I miss those over there in, uh, in that area because the, the guys from Smith Brothers Meats are always there with their big trailer cooking sausages. Oh. And I always walk by him. I say, you guys get any that get a little burned, save them for me. I'll be back. I, I, well, have to, I end up ending about eating about five pounds of sausage. I have to tell you, my wife doesn't eat five pounds of sausage, but she absolutely said just the other day she's missing the Smith Brothers meat sausage at the dairy breakfast. I yeah. said, we can get some. Oh, yeah. She said, it's just not the same no, when well, those guys yeah, are making it. It isn't. It isn't. So anyway, <laughs> those are things coming up, and we'll keep reminding you that when it gets closer. All right, it's about a quarter after five. We'll take a look at a little farm news coming up next right here on Wax. Hi, this is Michelle from Turin Livestock Market in Thorpe. Typically, June is the time of year when many of us gather at local dairy breakfasts to celebrate and enjoy dairy products such as milk, cheese, and ice cream that local farmers produce. This year, due to many canceled dairy events, join Greg, myself, and all the employees at Turin Livestock Market by showing support and enjoying dairy products not only in the month of June, but throughout the year. And when you see an area dairy farmer, take the time and thank them for their hard work and dedication. Oh my goodness, did you see Bob's gorgeous soybean rose? 
Um, totally. I couldn't believe how clean and weed-free his entire field looked. I'm, like, so jealous. I heard he started using this new post-applied residual herbicide called Perpetuo, and it's burned down in long-lasting residual powers, making his soybeans, like, literally the talk of the town. Ah, so Perpetuo's his secret. Yep. Talk to your retailer or visit valent.com slash Perpetuo to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 15 minutes past 5 and 54 degrees here at Wax 104.5. Let's go to some of the farm news. If the weather continues to cooperate, there's going to be a lot of corn and soybeans in the bin this fall. Yesterday's USDA Crop Production and World Supply and Demand Report is calling for a corn crop just shy of 16 billion bushels on yields of 178 and a half bushels per acre. That would move ending stocks for the 2020-2021 marketing year up to more than 3.3 billion bushels. Farmers planted corn on 97 million acres this spring. The corn price is expected to average 3.20 a bushel. The report expects soybeans to yield just over 4.1 billion bushels on yields of 49.8 bushels an acre. With increased demand for crushing, soybean ending stocks were reduced slightly to 395 million bushels. Farmers planted 83.5 million soybean acres this year. Soybeans are now pegged at 8.20 a bushel, down 30 cents from earlier estimates. And that report covers just about all phases of farm production, including dairy. The report's calling for higher milk production this year because of an increase in cow numbers. It also expects higher uh, prices for cheese, butter, and non-fat dry milk because of increased demands. Price-wise, the report calls for the 20, for 2020 the all-milk price to come in at 1665 with the 2021 price to be 1620 a hundredweight. Wisconsin farmers can start signing up this coming Monday, June 15th, for that $50 million in direct aid coming from the state. The program is being handled by the Department of Revenue, and the sign-up link will go live on Monday morning for farmers who can't apply online. They can call the department at 608-266-2772, and we'll give you that number later on, too. Payments will range from $1,000 to $3,500 and will be sent out once the application period ends on June 29th. Yeah, so again, and that's only a two-week window. It's very important. It doesn't open until Monday morning the 15th, and it does close on the 29th. So you got to be in that window. Either do it online or give them a call. That number again, 608-266-2772. Don't call them today. You can't call them until Monday June 15th, and then uh, they'll get the checks out as soon as they get her ended up on June 29th. And, Bob, one other point on that. The Department of Revenue also, and DATCAP, also said to do it as early as possible in that window in case you have some problems with the application process. You can get it straightened out before the ending. Yeah, now, I don't know what time they'll start answering the phone on Monday. If you're going to use the phone, uh, I would assume... Anytime after midnight on June 15th, it should be up because they're going to start it. So if uh, you got computer skills and you got somebody around that's got computer skills and uh, you are wired for the computers, for the, uh, <clears throat> you know, you got the, the broadband, you got it out where you're at, get a hold of those folks at the Department of Revenue. Don't bother FSA. FSA has nothing to do with this. This is strictly through the uh, Department of Revenue. All right, so those are some of the things going on in agriculture this Friday morning as uh, we take a look at the calendar and some of our farm news. We've got more that we'll take a look at. Uh, we got markets, we got weather, we got all kinds of things going on this morning. It's about 20 minutes after 5 o'clock. Coming up, uh, as we said, it's that time of the year. If you're outside, you're starting to see them. Mosquitoes, ticks, gnats, flies. What am I missing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that covers a lot. That of covers a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of pests out there. So, again, uh, we'll get an update on what this all means. And uh, if COVID-19 wasn't enough, we gotta can't forget about Lyme's disease and all that sort of stuff. So we'll talk about that here, uh, what an expert has to say as far as that's concerned. Coming up next on a Friday morning at Wax, 54 right now, sunny today, high about 74. 
It's been 65 years since Blaine's Farm and Fleet opened its doors, supplying feed, farm supplies, hardware, and auto parts at low prices to our customers. Today, we continue these traditions, offering brand-name products at everyday low prices, like Sacrete High-Strength Concrete Mix. 60-pound bags are four for 10 bucks. Stay protected with an auto-darkening welding helmet from KT, available in a variety of styles. Your choice, $59.99. Save $30 on brake controllers from Hopkins. Take $3 off Farm and Fleet Gold Automotive Batteries, just $76.99 after sale and exchange. Plus, save on these great doorbuster deals. Farm and Fleet 15W40 Diesel Oil, a 5-gallon pail, just $34.99. Pick up a Graco Magnum X5 Paint Sprayer, it's $249.99. And Farm and Fleet 40-pound bags of original cat food, now $2 off. That's genuine value. From Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Okay, dads, it's time to do the cabbage patch, the running man, or something more contemporary, the floss. That's right. Dance like a dad with your kids. Learn more at fatherhood.gov. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's a topic that makes me itch just thinking about it, but we are into those summer months or wanting to spend some more time outdoors, whether we're going for walks or maybe even headed into the woods. And Pam, mosquitoes and ticks are some of those pests out there that we want to know how they're looking, whether it comes to our health or the health of our furry family members. And you had the chance to chat with some of the experts out there. Yeah, you're right, Caitlin. I think a lot of us, uh, we enjoy Wisconsin weather, but we always know it comes with some inherent uh, issues and many of them are called mosquitoes and ticks fabulous farm bay pam yankee you're at the southern end of the world's longest bar to madison and now let's face it earlier this week you saw what tropical storm cristobal brought to the state of wisconsin more moisture that coupled with the mugginess and heat that we've got in the state means that our mosquito population continues to swell and the ticks are out there pj leash University entomologist on the Madison campus is keeping an eye on it all. And despite the fact that COVID-19 has largely shut down his laboratory, he is still accepting uh, people's samples, their requests for information from all across the state. I asked him, what are we looking at this year as far as mosquitoes and ticks? He decided we better start with something that can be in Wisconsin year round ticks. So let's talk about the ticks first, because um, ticks are definitely active and I'd like to remind uh, listeners that if there's no snow on the ground and it's above freezing, you could potentially bump into ticks any month of the year. I've, I found them in January, February before. But for us in Wisconsin, often the months of April and May are a peak period of tick activity. Um, and with COVID-19 going on, a lot of us are maybe cooped up at home um, and uh, trying to get out and stretch our legs. And that may mean going to a local park or hitting some local nature trails. So we might be spending a bit more time out in the woods, so to speak, where we might bump into ticks. So make sure you are Wearing long sleeves, using repellents. Um, if you have uh, outdoor dogs and cats, make sure you're treating those pets um, preventatively and, and checking them for ticks as well. Uh, and then once you get back in, make sure to do tick checks uh, of yourself. Maybe that's in the evening when you're going to take a shower or after you get home from hiking and you're showering off. Um, because a, a tick check really can be an important precaution. What I'm getting at is the notion that if you're bitten by a deer tick, for example, and that deer tick is carrying Lyme disease, that tick really has to be attached for a significant length of time for about 36 to 48 hours um, or longer for it to really um, effectively transmit Lyme disease to you. So with that said, if you come in, you check yourself for ticks, even if you have one on you and it's only been on an hour or two and you remove it, your chance of getting Lyme disease is really pretty minimal at that point. So ticks are out there and active. Mosquitoes, though haven't seen a whole lot of mosquito reports out there, but uh, they're definitely coming. Um, when I've been looking at growing degree days, for example, we're uh, lagging a little bit behind some previous years, so we are getting some nice um, warm days here at the moment. That's going to help um, you know, move them along here in the near future, but it wouldn't surprise me if inside of the next uh, two weeks or so, we saw that big batch of mosquitoes. So unfortunately, I think they're out there just biding their time. Uh, I went for a walk a day or two ago and was checking puddles and 
there's some big larvae out there. They're uh, going to be turning to pupae soon and very shortly thereafter popping out as adults. Now, do we ever have any indication as far as volume of the population for mosquitoes, PJ? I mean, let's face it, I think each of us thinks that we have a full backyard or that they're all around us. But I mean, seriously, do we ever have any kind of trends as far as mosquito population or is that just an impossible question to answer? Well, um, we get some elements of being able to predict it. We know in general that mosquitoes are associated with water. They need water for the, the juvenile stages, the larvae and pupae, to develop in. Um, it gets a little complicated, though, because we have so many darn different types of mosquitoes. In Wisconsin, we have close to 60 different types. Um, there are some mosquitoes that if you have a really rainy year, they're going to do really well. We have some other mosquitoes where it might have been rain um, from a previous year or two, and that caused them to lay eggs, and the eggs can sit there for several years just waiting, biding their time for some more rain to show up. We actually have some other species of mosquitoes that do better under slightly drier conditions, which sounds a little counterintuitive, but if you think of like an urban or suburban area where you have these rainwater catch basins for uh, water runoff on roads, there's often a little cistern or catch basin in there. And uh, if you get a lot of rain, it actually flushes those out because they overfill. And, and if there were mosquito larvae developing in there, they get flushed downstream, so to speak, and that may end up killing them. Versus if it's drier and those don't get washed out, those types of mosquitoes like uh, the northern house mosquito Culex pipiens, which can be associated with West Nile virus, can do better under those conditions. So um, we can gauge to a certain extent. We know we've had rainy conditions last several years. In the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a bit of rain here in Wisconsin. So I think we've got some decent conditions. We won't know the exact mosquito numbers, though, until they start emerging here in the coming weeks. Sure, sure. I know that normally every spring you're also keeping an out, eye out for anything new. Um, you mentioned ticks and the number of tick types that we can have in Wisconsin. Uh, is there anything that's on your radar, PJ, that you've heard of from other entomologists, uh, maybe Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, or something like that? Anything that we have to be on the lookout new or different this year in Wisconsin's outdoors? Well, nothing really is, is coming to mind in terms of, of new. Um, I am thinking of some things that we see generally every year, um, like some of our migratory crop pests. Um, and often we can get a, a heads up looking at what they're seeing in Illinois in terms of potato leafhopper and cutworm and armyworm migration and things like that. And so every week I check the Wisconsin Pest Bulletin. I know we're starting to see some activity from some of those insects. So you know, if you're a farmer, um, we have had some decent flights of cutworms and armyworms, which means over the next couple of weeks, those caterpillars may be making their presence known. So it's just something to have in, in the back of your mind out in your farm fields. But again, it's nothing necessarily new. It's just uh, kind of an emerging trend for the year. P.J. Leash along with us. He's our University of Wisconsin entomologist in the Department of Entomology Insect Diagnostic Lab, the fellow you turn to when you've got questions on insects. So, P.J., I've got to ask you, it made news a couple weeks ago, scared the daylights out of people as a, a possible <laughs> attacker in the woods. Tell me about this murder, what is it, a murder wasp or a murder hornet that's been making the news? What in the world is that? Because pictures make it a very intimidating insect. Well, definitely. When you see a picture of this insect, it is very large. And what we're talking about is the Asian giant hornet. Now, some of the news headlines, one in particular in the New York Times, called it the murder hornet, which really got folks worked up. It caught everyone's attention, made it sound like these insects are out to get mankind, which just doesn't seem to be the case. Now, the quick story with these is they're not native to North America. They come from parts of Eastern Asia, such as China and Japan and that part of the world. Um, we don't know how they necessarily got to North America, but last year in about August, we had our first sighting and there was one nest found on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. And that nest was eradicated. A few other individuals were noticed in mainland British Columbia in far northwestern Washington state in the U.S. So a little bit of activity there. In 2020, though, there haven't been any sightings of this insect. So that's good news. Some other good news is that the closest sighting to us here in Wisconsin is roughly 1,500 miles away. 
So the risk for us here in the state of Wisconsin is extremely low at this point. I, of course, am going to be keeping a close eye on the situation this coming year to see if anything does develop. And again, <laughs> boy, that doesn't get your attention this morning. A giant, what do you call it, giant murder hornet? Murder hornets. And, boy, I saw a video of a fellow who let one sting him on the arm on purpose and put him down for a while. What, is he nuts? Yeah, well, that's what the guy does. Yes, he must be. Wow. I'd never heard of anything like that. A giant murder hornet. Yeah, kind of Godzilla-ish. Boy, I guess so. All right, so beyond the look, they're 1,500 miles away, so they're not here. Yep. But uh, oof, scary. i never heard of it. But anyway, oh, yeah. so good stuff. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, TJ, down there at Madison. All right, uh, local news before we get to the weather. What's going on? Well, five people in Eau Claire have stories to tell about the dangers of going out on the river when it's so high and fast. Firefighters rescued five yesterday in two separate rescues. Battalion Chief Joe Kelly said the Chippewa River is moving very fast, and that makes it dangerous. He said if you're going out on the river, please wear a life vest and be aware of your surroundings. A million-dollar bond has been set for a man accused of killing his grandparents in Russ County last weekend. A judge in Ladysmith yesterday ordered Adam Roslowski held on a million-dollars bond. Russ County's DA said Roslowski planned his parents' murder and added that another fam- other family members are scared to death of him. Wisconsin's coronavirus numbers continue to increase. The state's Department of Health Services yesterday reported 333 positive tests. That's up 285 on Wednesday and from 285 on Wednesday and 270 on Tuesday. The DHS said the daily positive test rate is now just over 3.5%. The state has had 21,926 positive cases as of yesterday with 682 deaths. Are they saying where those latest positive tests are? Because I saw a report. Eau Claire doesn't have any new ones. That's right. They're still over in the eastern part of the state. It's moving kind of out of Brown County and out this way, you know, towards Shawano and uh, into that country. It's uh, moved uh, out what, of the What's out of those causing that? Were people, did they pro, were they protesting or Memorial Day? I think they said yeah, no. The Memorial Day activities of people going out and not social distancing and going to the lakes causing a tick up in... Uh, well, that story, I got ticks on my mind, <laughs> but causing a little uh, yep. jump up in the numbers. Yeah, that's that's one of the cases right there in Memorial Day. All right, so, so be careful out there. All right, yep. what else is going on? Well, utility companies across the state will once again be able to disconnect cu- customer services for non-payment. The state had restricted disconnections during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Wisconsin Public Service Commission has lifted that restriction effective July 25th. And somebody in Menominee could be a millionaire, get that Powerball ticket out, or as I call them, bookmarks, and uh, get ready for the number. The Wisconsin Lottery yesterday said somebody bought a Powerball ticket worth $22 million at the Synergy Cooperative on County Road B in Menominee. The ticket for for Wednesday was for Wednesday's drawing. Nobody has stepped forward to claim that money yet. The winning numbers are, get it out of your book and look at it, 10, 33, 41, 52, 54, with a Powerball of 18. And I'm not hearing you scream across. 22 million. Boy, I go to that station. $22 million, huh? Yeah, that's... that's, Good for them. That'd sponsor a dairy breakfast. Oh, boy. I'll tell you. I got a lot of close personal friends in Menominee, so... (laughs) Relatives? I don't know about relatives. Distant relatives, for sure. for sure. (laughs) All right, so uh, congratulations, whoever that may be. Probably some... Our luck is probably somebody passing through from Illinois or something, but but it'd be nice to have somebody around here win that. All right, we've got uh, time to get to our weather here, as we're about 24 minutes before 6 o'clock, and... Kelly Slifka's over there at Skywarn 13. This is kind of put your feet up on the desk weather for the next week or so, isn't it, Kelly? Yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah, there's uh, not much going on. So 
tell us what's not going on. Well, I guess the one change from the last couple of days, at least we're going to lose that wind, which has been pretty windy over the last couple of days. The winds will be a lot lighter, generally less than 10 miles per hour. But they are coming in and out of the north, so that's going to keep our temperatures a little bit below average. Uh, if you go north of Eau Claire, we're seeing a little bit more cloud cover. You go south, you're seeing a little bit more clearing. So we're kind of right in between here in the Eau Claire area. We're still going to call it mostly sunny, but there will be some clouds from time to time, especially from Eau Claire areas to the north. Uh, expecting that high to get up to about 74. There's a weak cold front that's passing through right now, and that'll keep our temperatures down, down to 47. So definitely jacket weather tonight. We'll be clearer uh, overnight. Sunny tomorrow, 72. Mostly sunny on Sunday, 75. So really nice weather this weekend. Just kind of cool in the mornings, nice afternoons. Uh, next week, it looks like we'll return to some of that humidity. Uh, on Monday, we'll have a slight chance of some showers and up to about 79. Right now with the uh, fair skies in Eau Claire, 56 degrees. I'm Scott 113, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Now, slight chance. So not everybody's going to see showers on Monday. Like last night, I was out on the back porch, and all of a sudden, what's going on? We had some sprinkles. It rained a little bit. Yeah, you know, some areas actually had some pretty good downpours. We actually had some hail reported in some spots. Oh, boy. So it was just kind of a a very minor uh, systems that moved through, minor uh, storms that moved through uh, yesterday. And once again, uh, most of us didn't see them. But if you did, you got uh, poured on for a little bit. So Monday just a slight chance. Yeah, it's actually a warm front that's going to be passing through. Behind that warm front, we're going to get back in that humidity next week. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Have a good weekend. You too. There he goes, Kelly Slifko over at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather on wax. Weather brought to you by Bex Hybrids. Have you noticed that your corn and soybeans just look a little pale and sickly? Hey, it's Ben Pistol, your Bex Field Agronomist in Wisconsin. If you're wondering why your crop just doesn't look quite right, get out and pull tissue samples. Pulling tissue samples is inexpensive, and when you pull a series of samples over the course of six to about eight weeks, you can get a really good idea of what nutrients may be missing from your soil and overall fertility program. So for the most part, this information is valuable when planning for next year's crop, but in some cases, you can even correct issues this year. So take boron, for example. Corn uses most of its total boron uptake during the grain fill period, so we still have time. In fact, we have found in our practical farm research program that a boron application at tassel time almost always makes you money, especially if you're applying a fungicide anyhow. So if you'd like more information like this, check out our website at bexhybrids.com and have a great weekend. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got 22 minutes now before 6 o'clock. And thanks to the folks at Bex Hybrids for sponsoring our weather this morning. Good corn-growing weather after all that rain we got earlier in the week. We've got markets coming up, and Brent will be along in our Countryside Co-op program. But uh, Scott, a little more farm news this morning. This spring's maple syrup season was about two weeks longer than normal, but despite that, the total production in Wisconsin was down. We ended up with 265,000 gallons of syrup, down about 5,000 gallons from last year, as there are about 20,000 fewer taps this year than a year ago, even though the yield per tap was a little better this year. When it comes to maple syrup, Vermont is kind of like Iowa when it comes to egg production. Nobody's even close. Vermont produced more than 2.2 million gallons this spring, while the next closest state was New York with 804,000 gallons. And again, a reminder, and we're going to give you the telephone number for this again, the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection has announced details for that $50 million Wisconsin Farm Support Program, and the sign-up for that starts on Monday, the 15th. You can sign up for payments from $1,000 to $3,500, and that payment or that sign-up period ends on the 29th. It starts on Monday, ends on the 29th. And as Bob keeps saying, it has nothing to do with your FSA's office, so don't bother with them. It's the State Department of Revenue. Go online. The applications, they want you to apply online at the State Department of Revenue. But if you can't, get ready. Here's the phone number again. Call them at 608-266-2772. And, of course, and again, they ask you to sign up early for that program during the sign-up period in case there are issues with your application.
Yeah, and but it doesn't start until, so by signing up early, it doesn't mean you can do it today. Right. It right. doesn't go online until Monday. And again, that phone number is 608-266-2772. All right, we've got uh, 20 minutes to 6 here on a Friday morning at Wax. And I see gas prices uh, back over $2 in most cases. So uh, the uh, the era of the uh, sub-$2 gas, I don't know, is it over for good? Will we see it again? I don't know. But still pretty good when compared to uh, other periods that we've had over the last years. So, again, uh, you got a lot of work to do this summer on the farm. Why not have some fuel right there on the plates? Farmers, are you thinking about taking advantage of these low fuel prices? You can by buying a new farm fuel tank direct from the manufacturer. 1,550-gallon farm tanks are in stock at USEMCO. USEMCO fuel tanks go through a rigorous process of sandblasting, followed by a urethane coating to prevent rusting. Full factory warranty, and they're easy to move, too, with a skid-type design. Get the best quality fuel tank and the best pricing by buying direct. Call Cal at 608 372 911 Usemco Highways 12 and 16 on the east side of Toma. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 56 degrees here in Eau Claire with an expected high of 74 and mostly sunny skies today. Let's go over to the Equity Altoona barn and hear the latest report from Mark Coger. High yielding choice prime Holstein steers sunk from 84 to 88 and a half on a light supply choice Holstein steers. Selling 78 to 84 with your heavyweight and unfinished steers and heifers selling 78 and down. 20% of slaughter cows on Thursday selling from 57 to 62. We had some high yielding cows up to 65. 60% of cows selling from 40 to 56 with 20% of cows selling 40 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls on Thursday selling from 70 to 80. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds <laughs> and up on Thursday. Selling from fifty to one hundred and forty dollars per head with the light and poor quality calves selling below. Your fancy beef calves selling from fifty to two hundred and thirty-five dollars per head. Quick reminder: special feeder sales here on Friday, the twelfth of June. Uh, for more information on that sale, you can give us a call here at the market at seven one five eight three five three one zero four, or you can go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignments. Now, this is Mark Coger from the Equity Open Auction Market. Have a great day. All right, Mike, you have a great day. Have a great weekend. Let's continue as we head over to the Equity Stratford Barn now. As we're about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock, Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Ready for some pretty nice weather for probably the next week. That sounds real good. Good morning, Bob and Scott. Yeah, we are ready for some good weather, but interesting weather yesterday. I don't know how many of these little showers went through. Nothing, although there were, uh, depending upon what cloud you were under, there was reports of two tenths, three tenths. Uh, we didn't get nearly that much here, just no. a few little showers, but very interesting. You know, one minute you look out, the sun's out, next minute it's all black cloud coming over. So Yeah, somebody uh, reported a little hail, too, in a couple of isolated spots, and that's never good, but... Uh... It was kind of a surprise, but I don't think that's going to happen today. Well, close up, uh, close up shop for the week over there at Stratford, if you would, sir. I will certainly do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. The market cow auction closed mostly steady yesterday. High-yielding utility cows are selling from 57 to 67. We topped out yesterday at 68. Earlier in the week, we did have a few of these real fancy cows in the $70 column. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction, your average cows are selling from 45 to 56. Light carcass, thin, plainer cows below 44. Bull market this week, your better quality bulls were selling from 73 to 86. Lighter bulls, 70 and back. Fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from uh, 74 to 84. High-yielding choice Holsteins from 85 to 88. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, $70 and below. Again, uh, good demand continues on the Holstein bull calves. Uh, uh, very uh, good quality, 90 to 130-pound bull calves, mostly from 90 to 150. Uh, fancy calves up to 160. Heifer calves, mostly from 20 to 50. Earlier in the week, a few heifer calves hit 75. Your beef calves, good demand, mostly from 100 to 235. Uh, do keep in mind, though, very limited demand for these young lightweight calves, uh, mostly $30 and below. Now, I want to take a look at sales schedule for next week at Equity uh, here in Stratford. Uh, 
Um, we do have a, a dairy sale coming up next Tuesday, June 16th. We do have a complete herd dispersal for that sale. Also do have a lot of Holstein heifers uh, consigned for that sale next week. So you folks are looking for some open heifers. Anywhere between five and 800 pounds, we have uh, a consignment of 40 heifers and a consignment of 20 heifers, again, fully vaccinated, and also that herd of cows. And our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. Uh, so, again, folks, all this information on our website, uh, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, and our phone number, 715-687-4101. So, Bob, that's all we have this morning. You gentlemen have a nice weekend. And, uh, of course, all the stuff that's going on in the world, uh, well, be, it's just interesting. I guess it's rather disgusting to say the words, all the stupid stuff that's going on. But something new every day, so I guess it makes life interesting. It really does. Well, enjoy the dairy breakfast tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I wish I knew where I could go. Where is there one? <laughs> well, that's what I said. As beautiful as this weather has been on the weekends in June, and here we had to cancel everything. What a what a disappointment. But anyway, you have a good weekend. We will talk to you next week. Sounds very good, guys. Thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 14 minutes before 6 o'clock, 56 degrees. We'll get about 74 today with some sunshine. Hello, I'm Jody Erickson from Northside Elevator in Loyal. Our dairy specialist team is dedicated to your success. We evaluate your herd, consult with you on your goals, then formulate rations that leverage cutting-edge nutrient technologies to ensure your herd is producing to genetic potential. Northside Elevator also custom manufactures and delivers dairy and livestock feed, including calf feed from our new dedicated calf feed mill. Learn more at northsideelevator.com. The all-new 2020 Subaru Legacy has arrived at Chilson Subaru. Visit us on the web at ChilsonMotors.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we got more markets to look at, and uh, I just realized I didn't do my job. I got the corn prices from the elevators, and I didn't get the soybeans. I don't know what I was thinking about this morning. <laughs> I was so excited to see Scott here in person that I uh, <laughs> that, got distracted. I tend to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But here's what we do have, taking a look at our markets. July corn on the Board of Trade this morning up a fraction at 3.30. The oats up two at 3.21. Wheat down a couple. July down below $5 now at 4.96 on that wheat contract. Soybeans up a penny at 8.67. Meal up 30 cents a ton at $290 even. Country elevator prices at Dumer's Grain Service in Holman. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn delivered to those places today, those elevators. 307 with the soybeans at 846. And taking a look at the DTN screen, looking at prices, looking at corn prices, as we said, for some reason, it's blanked out on the soybeans. But corn today at uh, Golden Plump is 311 at the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo at 280. Elk Mount is 292. Sparta is 286. Ellsworth is 272. And at the ethanol plants, Boyceville Corn 302. Stanley, 294, and the New Richmond Grain Facility at 291. Barrel cheese down a penny at 235 and three quarters. The blocks unchanged 254. Butter down five and a quarter at $1.90. Class three prices. June was up a dime at 2045. July fell back below $19 at 1891. That was down 45 cents. August down 42 at 1740. September back below $17, 1694. Down 44 in October, down 38 at 1675. So that's a look at our markets this morning. We've got about 11 minutes now before 6 o'clock at Wax. 56 degrees, sunny today into the mid-70s. Premier Livestock and Auctions at Withy is hosting another special dairy cattle auction on Friday, June 12th at 11 a.m. This is a complete herd dispersal of 240 Holstein dairy cows from Dubuque, Iowa. Parlor Freestall milking 83 pounds with an SCC of 142. The majority of these cows AI sired but currently bred to purebred bulls. Herd also includes about 30 Springers, 10 Holstein shortbred heifers, and 3 Holstein breeding bulls. Premier Livestock and Auctions is excited to work with Cattle USA to provide online bidding for their buyers and sellers. Register online to bid at cattleusa.com. 
For information about this sale and other auctions at Premier Livestock and Auctions, call Premier Livestock and Auctions at 715-229-2500 or visit PremierLivestockandAuctions.com. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to bring it to Brent in a moment. But again, on Monday, farmers can start signing up for that $50 million direct aid here in Wisconsin, Department of Revenue. And uh, online, if you can do it online, that's the preferred way. But they do have a phone hookup. And, Scott, again, that phone number. 608-266-2772. All right, so you can start using that. Nothing opens until Monday, so you can't get a jump on it. And, uh, again, it's only two weeks, so 15th to the 29th. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. Tissue sampling each year is the best way to ensure your crops have the right balance of nutrients to optimize yield potential and maximize the return on investment potential of your fertilizers. Reviewing historical tissue testing results can help you identify trends within fields that could indicate the need for extra management. Tissue samples pulled by countryside agronomists during the last three years in corn between V5 and V10 growth stages showed that zinc and boron were were deficient in more than 80% of the samples and manganese in 66% of the samples. There's a high likelihood that fields in our area test deficient in at least one of those nutrients. Increase your probability of a higher return on investment with a foliar application. A tissue sample will give you the results you need to take the guesswork out. Talk with your countryside agronomist today. Call 800-236-7585 or visit Countryside Co-op.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again this Friday morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program, Brent Wink joins us again on the phone this morning. And uh, Brent, I would assume there's not much dust flying after the rains of uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Boy, it's not very often, Bob, we get a tropical storm to make it all the way to Wisconsin. But <laughs> Boy, that's for sure. But it hit us, that's for sure. And hopefully everybody uh, made it through without much problem. Hey, the corn is looking good, obviously. I don't think there's going to be any problem knee-high by the 4th of July. But what stage of corn management should be in? I think we got uh, a lot of the spring done. But where do we go from here? Yeah, absolutely, Bob. You know, we're, we're kind of in a corn plant. And there's still there's corn just about every stage across the territory but when we get to that third leaf stage probably about 10 to 20 days after emergence the corn plant stops relying on the kernel itself as a main food source then you have enough roots formed and you kind of need to start living off the nutrients in the soil and during that fourth to sixth leaf stage that's when the tassel is initiated within the plant the kernel row numbers are determined. And a lot of things start going on in the plant there. That's usually when we start hitting this this real rapid growth stage a little bit after that. So we're seeing a lot of nitrogen applications that had started happening, side dress nitrogen applications before all of that rain. And then uh, I'm sure as we get going here through the weekend and into next week, uh, going to need to continue that because the corn plant has a real huge appetite by about the seventh leaf in a corn plant it goes through a period where it needs about seven pounds of nitrogen per day for a period of time there so it really has a huge consumption curve of nitrogen and that's why a lot of growers have gone to feeding that crop multiple times a little bit at planting and then feeding it later in the season so when we get these big rains like we had in the middle of the week we didn't have all that nitrogen out there and the potential to flush that out of the system. So when we get to this time of year, we're, we've got over-the-top nitrogen applications. The biggest key is making sure that you protect that from volatilization. So there's there's products that you can put onto the urea that will protect the sun from breaking down that nitrogen and losing it into the atmosphere. So just making sure that you've got it protected and making sure that you get it scheduled because we – our, our corn planting season really happened in about a 10 to 14 day period. It's going to be really difficult to get all this corn uh, spread in 
in a timely manner. So just making sure that you're on the list and that you're getting that uh, taken care of. So really going to start seeing some big changes in the corn plants over this next uh, couple of weeks. You're going to really see a lot of growth and a lot of rapid growth coming out of these plants. So kind of change from the ugly ducklings to those beautiful, beautiful green, aggressive plants out there in the field, Bob. What kind of a window of opportunity do we have usually for effective nitrogen application? Like you say, you never want to see a plant turning yellow and and robbed for nitrogen, so you always want to have just enough at just the right time. So basically, like I said, at about uh, V6, V7, uh, if we can get those nitrogen applications on then, and it really has a big window all the way up through tassel uh, up toward grain fill. And you've got some people that have irrigation pivots that will keep feeding that nitrogen uh, all the way through the tassel application on those plants. So pretty big uptake window. You just always want to make sure that you've got enough out there ahead of that curve so those plants are never starving because any time we have a little setback on that plant, it's going to have an impact on yield. Thank you, Brent. Always good stuff with Brent Wink on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. And hopefully it won't be long until we get Brent in the studio with us live here on Friday mornings. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything? I might set up my own dairy breakfast tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, I'm sure the consumption will be will be a lot. That's yep, for sure. Yep. Well, enjoy it. Get some uh, Smith Brothers sausages out there and cook yep. them on the grill. Put your that's, grill that's outside. That's exactly what I'm thinking about All doing. Right. Make your bride happy. All right. Have a good weekend. Yep. We've got a beautiful weekend coming our way. Today, sunny. Tomorrow, sunny. Sunday, sunny. Monday, partly cloudy. Chance, but a chance of showers. It sounds like maybe like what passed through here and there yesterday evening. It's 56 right now. Have a great weekend. The savings are in motion at Sherrill Tire and Service Centers with a factory direct tire sale. Factory pricing on Kelly tires. And now through June 15th, get up to $200 in rebates on a set of four select Goodyear tires with the Goodyear credit card. See us for details. Get the Sherrill Tire for the factory direct tire sale today. Find your location at SherrillTire.com. Sherrill Tire.